You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. And welcome back to the Talk Your Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a blue belt who trains at House of Ju- uh, I'm sorry. House of Jiu-Jitsu located in San Antonio, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Lopez. How's it going, guys? How's it going, man? Thanks for well, having me. Not a problem, man. How are you doing today? Good, good. Just getting back from training, you know, daily training as usual. Got to get that grind in, man. Always. All right. Well, let's give the people what they want, man. If you want to formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's hear about your jiu-jitsu journey. Yeah. So my name is Frank Lopez. I've been doing jiu-jitsu about, man, I think I'm going on five years this year. Probably, I'm probably a baby to compare to everybody out there, um, mm-hmm. but got into it. Uh, I was in striking martial arts for a while taekwondo boxing muay thai growing up and then i realized i was like i'm missing a big part of my game which was ground game and i mm-hmm. went to go out to try uh, at my local gym at the time and i could, just got demolished you know dragged absolutely just smashed everywhere and i was like what's going on and that that was it that's that's all it took for me to get addicted to the game you know nice nice so um so the school that you at now, this is where you started jujitsu, or this is kind of like where you've been at recently? This is where I've been at recently, I want to say within the past year and a half or so, a little bit mm-hmm. under. Um, I started off in McAllen, Texas, which is about three hours closer to the border. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's Mexico, right next to it, McAllen, Texas. That's where I started off. Um, great people out there, great coaches. They'll push you to your limits. I will tell you, one of my coaches was like six months in. I was a white belt, no stripes on me. Go do a comp. I was like, "What? What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> what does that mean?" Right. That's crazy. So, did you do it? I, I did, I, and I, I actually played second out of a nice of people bracket, so it wasn't bad. <laughs> so, um. So with you being, um, would you doing other martial arts? What was it about it, like jujitsu that was like, all right, this is it. This is what I'm going to be doing. I really want to say is uh, the, it might sound cliche and everyone says it all the time. The fact that it's such a chess game mm-hmm. that one, li- one little thing can lead to another one. It's just a catalyst. It's just a chain and chain and chain of events. And mm-hmm. it just keeps like one deals to another and to another. Um, I think the main thing was instances where you have new people come in who mm-hmm. are very active, very, very active, and they're very um, gym inspired. And they're like, I'm bigger than you. I- I'm going to crush you. And it's mm-hmm. and when you have that year in, year and a half in, it's like, wow, no, you're not. <laughs> so I never really access and that just, that just dawned on me because I was talking to another guest about that. Like, how does that feel like when you like when you first started training and you thought you were like the shit and got smopped and then like you know fast forward to like those new people that come in as this thinking like how you were when you started and then you mop them like have you ever have you ever really thought about that i have sometimes and sometimes i don't sometimes i'll tell i'll tell people for the sake of 
helping everybody, please slow down your game. Please don't mm-hmm. try to double under anybody. This this fits a hundred people max. Please stop. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Um, sometimes I'm... I'll go as far as that, but if it's a, I don't know, it's kind of a neutral feeling, but it's kind of like wow, I've come a long way since then. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, because I I think about that all the time, man. Um, you know, I've been doing this for like the last six years. And at our school, we don't see so many people come and go, big guys, strong guys, just thinking they're just like, they're just going to walk in and just wreck everybody, don't make it past like the first trial of class. So it's it's funny, man, seeing that stuff come full circle because you were in that boat one one time like, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big, strong guy. I should have no issues with nobody here and get mopped by the smallest person in the room. Here's the thing about me. I was a I'm a, I'm a black belt in taekwondo before oh, okay. I came into jiu-jitsu. So mm-hmm. the ego was definitely there. I, I will admit it. It was like, ah, what what is this gonna do to me? <laughs> and I, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, um with when it comes to like other martial arts that you obviously you're very proficient in. Um, how was that dynamic compared to how it is with like jujitsu? Like, you know, like uh the camaraderie and uh, the, the community and everything yeah. else like that. I feel within I, if I were to compare jujitsu to any other sport, it would probably be boxing and Muay Thai, but even then they all interrelate a little bit. I feel Taekwondo is a very uh, privileged sport, if I could put it that way. It's okay. expensive. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. If you want to compete, it costs a lot of money. Um, putting hours on the mat, you have to do privates. You have to do. You have to put in a lot of money to get a lot of return. And mm. I feel jujitsu is like, hey, you want to train? You want to roll? I have a buddy in a garage that we could go roll right now. Or right. it's like, hey, I'll open up the the academy right now. Like, hey, I can't pay. It's fine. Just help out at the gym. You have a lot of situations where. It's not only jujitsu, but it's a brotherhood and sisterhood or just a family that you grow into. And it's kind of like uh, trade for trade sometimes. Or it's like, I'll help you out in a bad situation, but you can still roll with that person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because I, I don't hear a lot of, um, well, maybe because I'm not even in, in those type of communities with other martial arts. But I often wonder that because I'm a witness to like how the community can be so helpful um how the brotherhood is built so strong when it comes to jujitsu because i talk to everybody i train with almost every day you know so i always wonder that like how is that with other martial arts versus like jujitsu and i I will tell you uh jujitsu let's say you don't have money for a gi right you just like hey t-shirt just buy a swimming t-shirt and some shorts with no pockets and come to no gi class right Mm-hmm. For example, comparing to Taekwondo, Taekwondo, you have to buy the uniform, you have to buy protective gear. There's even special shoes that you have to use to kick on the mats. Uh, the protective gear that's on top of that. And then on top of that, the monthly fees, et cetera, et cetera. And you have to test for, uh, you have to pay for belt testing. It just becomes a lot. Yeah, no, it, it becomes a lot of money coming in for you to get something out of it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it, man, because just jujitsu alone is, you know, obviously with fees and 
gym maintenance and stuff like that can be very taxing, but like paying for like for extra equipment and mm-mm, I wouldn't be able to do it. The funds I was lucky enough to be a black belt at like 15, 16 year old. So I still live with my parents. I still, my parents still paid for everything. So I was like, thank, thank you, parents. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So um, do you, so do you still compete or that was just like a one-time thing? Uh, Jiu-Jitsu, yeah, I'm still actively competing, um, looking into making a name for myself like all of us out there. Um, okay. Looking to be in the fight to win, submission hunter pros, worlds, just getting out there, man. Yeah, I was uh, just ta- uh, thinking about like doing one of those fight to win, some, um, some, like the submission only matches because it seems so fun, man, because you know, you it can it can be one of those matches that can go in like two seconds, or you down there for like twenty minutes. So just I'm very very curious to see how that feels because I've done grappling yeah, that- industries and um, I'm trying to do Naga this this month. Uh, but yeah, doing like a fight to win type deal. I'm I'm really looking forward to doing one of those. I will tell you, I did feel the difference. I just got off uh, Jiu Jitsu World League. Mm-hmm. And I used to do grappling industry. So a lot of the local stuff, whatever came to town, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, let, let me let me step out of my shell a little bit, go into the next phase, world, which is world league, whatever. And different. It's a it's a whole different environment. Locally, you go to one, two, three matches. That's it. Everyone's a little bit overexcited. Mm-hmm. And you just a world league to worlds. You have these people, two seconds, there's a submission, three seconds, ten seconds, twenty seconds. It's I'm like, well, okay, that's how we're gonna play. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, because I mean, well, you you're a witness to it. Like the 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 time at a at a jiu-jitsu tournament is like an all day event. You're there six seven hours for like two matches because you're doing like two different two different divisions, man. So I wouldn't mind going to a tournament that only lasts a couple hours because everyone's getting tapped. Yeah, because waiting, like you know, going there, waiting for your match, and then waiting another two, three hours for your second or third match is like it's killer in itself, man. I was impressed by this guy uh, out of Cayo Terras, uh, out of mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a blue butt under him. No kidding, maybe twenty seconds goes for a leg lock. That's it, game over, and that's his whole game. Every single match was a leg lock, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> hey, man! If it worked, if it you know, if it works, it works, right? I do agree. Yeah. Gotcha. So, how many how many tournaments have you done so far? If you if you remember, at white belt, probably in the tens, and then blue belt, starting off in the sixes right now. Some lined up this year. So. Now, do you think I'm if so- you're your instructor never pushed you to do that first tournament. You think you'd been doing them? Maybe, maybe not. I'm a very like, mm-hmm. eh, whatever, Wh- whatever happens, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, because yeah, so you just maybe, gotta. Maybe not. You just gotta step out there because I, I kind of regret not competing earlier in my uh, jujitsu career. I waited till like end of purple to be like, you know what? Let's let's do a, let's do a tournament. Let's see what happens. And now it's like looking for the next one, looking for the next one, looking for the next one. I'm like, man, I should have did this so much sooner. But, you know, it is what it is. 
Now, I am curious about that because I have heard mixed things that people don't start competing to brown belts, black belts, and they start mm -hmm. winning. They just start racking up these wins. How does it feel to be competing at like, within the purple belt instead of starting earlier? Man, it's it's one of those things where I it's a love-hate thing because when it comes to tournaments, um, well, I don't know how it is with worlds or anything bigger like that, but I know for a fact that with um, smaller ones like Naga and Grappler Industries, um, it's very limited on how many matches you have. And, you know, the only way you're going to get a good couple matches if you're doing multiple divisions, like if you're doing no gi, absolute, and gi, that's, you'll probably get like maybe three matches. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because our because our brackets are small, man. We'll maybe get like two or three people, if that. Because this uh, one time, um, one of the guys I competed against was in the middle of his match, and they called him over the PA to come to another match. So he's <laughs> so he's under the guy like, hey, yo, I'm I'm right here in the middle of a, you know middle of a nogi. And they, they ended up DQing him for that because he couldn't, because he wasn't ready. Okay. <laughs> so we like, how does that, how does that work? <laughs> but yeah, he's like, I'm getting, I'm in the middle of a match and my name is being called for another match. So, cause I think he was doing absolute. And I think since it was not, not, not that many people, I think they started the no give in his bracket okay. at the same time. And that will end up happening. So it's a, it's a definitely it's definitely nerve wracking when it comes to competing at a higher belt because not many people do it. Um, versus like blue and white belt where you might get six seven matches in. As far as like brown and like you know sometimes purple but browning up, you might get a round robin match. You might get a someone from another division dropped out so they have to merge another division with you to get more matches in so yeah it's crazy man it's crazy that is crazy to think how like it starts to die off as a, as you get higher in the belts because i mean my bracket recently just coming off of jiu-jitsu world league was 15 people whoa yeah <laughs> but it it starts like that all the time like when i did um tap cancer out i was looking and it was like we had like maybe like eight or nine people when they mm -hmm. first registered so i'm getting excited like oh man we're gonna get about good good three matches in got there um only two only me and one other guy showed up for our bracket and then there was like another two two um like smaller brown belt no i'm sorry not brown belt purple belt so it was like well we don't have enough people so we're going to do a best two out of three in your weight class and the best two out of three in that weight class and we're just going to call it that okay so i was like that sucks that sucks <laughs> <laughs> i was like man i was ready man i was so so ready for like at least three four matches when they had like a best two out of three with the one person and that was it that's insane yeah it's very insane yeah. Very, very insane, but because I mean, you're tra you're training mostly like a few months before, right? Or a few weeks out, you're 
your cardio is up to par and it's like, oh, okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it's like you you think of competition. So you want to get yourself in that mindset of, you know, pushing yourself hard and, you know, make sure you give it everything that you got just to be like, yeah, uh, nobody in your division showed up. So you have the option of either going down or going up, or usually they let you go up, but either going up or down and wait, depending on where you're at. And it's like, all right, I guess I'll take what I can get. That reminds me of the times that wherever you get, you just get a second place out of nowhere because the other person dropped. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, thanks for the win, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it usually be. Cause you'd be like, it's a group, of, you know, like I said, like it's a group of y'all. The next thing you know, it's like, yeah, I'm selling the podium one match silver because it was only me and the other guy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's a, win. A, that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a win's a win, right? <laughs> but mainly, yeah, I think yeah. it's because um, when it comes to upper belts, a lot of people are eventually, you know, are probably opening up their own school or trying to do something a little bit more um, personal so that way, you know, they don't have time to actually train, compete and teach. Because, um, I mean, that's what I usually see. And I, you know, talk to other black belts before about that. Like you, like you'll never see too many black belts at these tournaments. Like you may get one super fight with black belts, but other than that, it's usually kids, white belts and blue belts and then a sprinkle of purple. And then, like that, point one percent would be brown belts. Yeah, got to find that balance, man. And it's hard. It's very, very hard trying to run a school and try to make sure that your game is good enough to compete while you're worried about twelve other people. Yeah, it's no fun. No fun at all. That's why they wear the the white belt, the white the white stripe on on the black on the black belts. Have you yeah, that? yeah. And that's. I, I haven't heard about that until I started doing this podcast. Really? Uh, one okay. guy that was one guy that was supposed to have been on it. Was he a guest? I'm not sure. I gotta remember. But he sent me a picture and I'm looking at his belt and it's a black belt with a white bar. And I'm like, what 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 the hell is that? Yeah, so yeah, I messaged huh? my, you know, I messaged my instructor and he was like, oh, that's just for uh, you know, upper ranks who like to compete, not necessarily teach. So that's this, you know, they're black belts, you know, because they earned it, but they just rather just compete than just teach. So they just, it's a white sash versus red sash. I was like, oh, I didn't know that existed until today, <laughs> you know, type. Yeah. So that's a, that was a shock. That was a real shock to me because I thought you get that from just becoming a black belt, but I guess you can be a black belt and not be a teacher. That's that's the thing. I saw I, I myself recently saw it a couple of worlds ago. I want to say 2022, 23 or 23. Whenever we started competing again, that they opened because of COVID and whatnot. And I saw that mm -hmm. white white bar and I had the same question. I was like, what's going on? Why 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 is there a white bar instead of a red? And then the same thing I got. They don't want to teach or they prefer not to teach and they prefer to compete. And it's the whole giving back that a lot of black belts feel like, hey, should I be giving back or should I be competing? Should I be a little selfish with myself? And I was like, that is a very good discussion. It was all on the website that I was reading. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. The perspective, how they see it on the whole 
white bar to the red bar, teaching or not teaching? Man, I don't, I don't think I could do jujitsu and not teach. Right. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't see how that's possible. I mean, they probably like maybe look at it as like their their focus is in t- in teaching, but they wouldn't know, like they wouldn't mind teaching, but they're not. That's not their main focus. Their main focus is their competition career. But to me, that 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 all goes hand in hand because I learn more while teaching versus actually you know, doing the stuff myself because you get that different perspective when you're watching people roll and it's like, oh, well, I can't see that from when I'm rolling. So it, you know, it just wakes something up in you when you get to see it live in action, you know? Yeah, that is true. I usually but feel that's like just, that whenever... that's just me. No, no, and I agree 100%. Like, for example, you have Gordon Ryan, big name out there. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't think he's teaching out, <laughs> out in Austin. I don't know. Do I don't think so. Yeah, right now, I think he's because he's he's sick or whatever. He's recovering from whatever he had, but because I think he was just supposed to, he was talking about having a match with um ah I forgot who he was just talking. Was he talking to Nicky Rod again about Matt, another match the, or somebody saw, he was supposed saw, to have another match with? I saw a meme that they wanted to do the Nicky Rod, Gordon Ryan, but they wanted to get Nicky Rod tested and Gordon Ryan too. And I was like, ah, oh, of course, that had to be a joke in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, right. I'm like, what? Just we know everyone kind of competes like that. Juices, so just come, yeah, and just get the, just get on the mats, man. Handle it and call it a day, man. Who cares? Because I think they just um, this is like a few months ago when they were talking about not testing anymore for IBJJF and whatnot. Yeah, so uh, like, uh, what's his name? Mika Gaval got, got disqualified or he got his title title stripped a couple of months ago? Yeah, it was like eight of them. Yeah. It was like eight high-level high competitors that, you know, that popped for, um, was it PEDs or whatever? Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, that's that's scary. <laughs> that is That is scary to think about that. But hey, if they can put on a show, man, why not? Let them kill themselves. <laughs> they they knew what they signed up for when they stepped on these mats. That's a, not necessarily the whole PEDs, but whenever it's a weight cutting, I definitely feed it in my weight class because I'm uh I'm one sixty eight weight class, but everyone's cutting mm-hmm. one eighty, one seventy down, and you compete with these people who are one sixty eight, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, you f- you feel like you're 175, almost 200. I'm like, dude, like <laughs> getting tossed around here in some comps. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, there's no way we're in the same weight class. Exactly. There's no way. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy um, I competed against a couple times, I think he's he's a couple pounds bigger than me, but he looks like a mountain like because he's so fit so i'm like dude there's no way we should be in a way same weight class he's like man it's just how it luck of the draw i said i i guess <laughs> i was like call it what you want man but you're way too big for this division and he's like but that's what happens like when it gets to like 230 225s it's like 220 something and up is one division yeah. so that's why I'm like, yeah, man, I can't keep I can't keep competing at this high, is this this weight high weight class because everyone's who's 
in the 230s and 240s, I've always been like just stupid jacked. Just yep. they go to tournaments and just leave and go to the gym type type looking dudes, man. And I'm like, I I don't have I can't do that. I can't do that. As much as I go to the gym now, it's clearly not enough. <laughs> I need to find <laughs> more time to go, but you know, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. No, and it definitely makes a like it gives you that one intrusive thought, and it's like, should I go wait? And that's it. Yeah. Game over after that, and it's like, ah, oh, man, I did it myself for a while. I used to compete at one fifty five, one fifty. It's mm-hmm. how guys don't do it. I know a lot of people are a fan of that. I, I said no. I'm like, no, I'm done. That no, no more one fifty division. I, uh, <laughs> I'll stick to nah. my one sixty up. Because <laughs> I think the when the first time I competed, I was like two forty. And yeah. the guy I went against was like 260, uh, six something, just solid, solid muscle, just a brick wall. <laughs> and I'm like, if this is what I have to <laughs> compete against at, at super heavy, I'm not doing this no more. Like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. So I got down to like 220. So that's like in that, like heavy, uh, heavyweight uh, division, which is okay, which is okay. But I'm like, yeah, man, I gotta get out of these. I gotta get out of these big guys' way, man, because I'm not gonna be able to survive this. Granted, I'm used to you know rolling with big guys, but it's different rolling with high competitors that are, yep. you know, that big and they can move their weight so well. It's that a whole different ball game, man. Weight so well. I know black belts who are 135 and they feel like they're 200 pounds, and I'm like, what? How? T- teach me the ways, because that's crazy. <laughs> Man, it's that 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 pressure, man. That learning the body, learning where to put the you know the right amount of pressure on certain spots can make the smallest person feel like they're about three hundred pounds. Yeah, I learned I learned that sooner in my in sooner rather than later. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. Because our school, we are um, we're a small school, but we are a uh, what we call like smash style jujitsu. So a lot of pressure passing and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So it's one thing to like learn it and experience it like every single day. And then when we get those uh, times to go train with other people and they experience it, they like, what the hell is this? Like, man, so much, I couldn't even, like I had to focus on breathing before I could even focus on like doing my techniques. (laughs) And then I'm like, yeah, get used to that. (laughs) That's, that's That's exactly how we move, man. Exactly how we move. So. I'm used to I'm used to having you know rolling under pressure and whatnot, but it still it still sucks. No matter how much you get used to it, man, it still sucks. Being trapped it's, under somebody and feeling like you just can't do absolutely anything. Yeah, it's definitely interesting how 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 different schools are and how they teach so differently. We focus a lot on mobility, not too much on pressure passing, but a lot of just moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. What's next? The next the next chain of events. And I've, the old school I used to be at, they used to do a lot of pressure passing. And mm-hmm. holy hell, that, that was, that's where the 135 black belt was. Mm-hmm. Ah, damn, that's that's something. I will give you guys props for that. That's... <laughs> it's a whole different beast, man. Cause like, roll, cause like um, the, the couple schools I visited, they were both um, sport, you know, the athletic style schools and one time I went and I trying to keep up with these guys speed. I'm like, yeah, there's no way in hell that <laughs> yeah. they're, 
they're used to going, you know, 90 minute classes, just straight, just gunning it balls to the wall the whole entire time. And I'm like, maybe like the third round in, I'm like drenched in sweat, breathing hard. Like, I can't, I can't do this, man. Like, no, I got to slow these fuckers down. <laughs> so the next time I went, I played my game and was able to like work a lot more because I was like, no, I'm not, I can't match speed for speed with these guys. Cause yeah. this is what they're used to. They're used to going 90 straight as soon as the bell ring. I'm like, nah, we just going to play around for a minute. I'm going to let you tire yourself out. But then when you realize these guys don't get tired, so it's like, <laughs> so it's like all right, so I guess I do got to work just a little bit. But it's fun, man. It's fun getting getting your feet wet with different styles of jujitsu. Because you don't, like you said, you don't realize that until you go to different schools where you got – like, you know, like I said, our school is more pressure. Your school might be more a little about, you know, being mobile, being more athletic um, and whatnot. Just like with karate and everything, like you have different forms of karate, even though the bases are the same, the movements are different. The striking is different. So, yeah, getting your feet wet with other different styles, man, definitely open your eyes to the fact that there's more jujitsu than you realize. Man, that's probably another th- going back to the question what got me so addicted that's probably another reason that that jiu-jitsu is just infinite there's no mm-hmm. there hasn't been an there hasn't been an end to it i mean right uh keenan he just created a whole new guard system with the lapels back in what 2000 something like in the 2000s area that's like mm-hmm. him saying hey why don't we use the lapels why don't we use the belts no one is using them Obviously, mm-hmm. it goes against the traditional jujitsu and the traditional um, Gracie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what got me so addicted. It's like, okay, if this guy can create this, what's next? And what's next? Right. And people are just coming up with new things. There's like the whole buggy choke. That, yeah. And I've, you know, because you never think like everything has been in jujitsu has probably been seen. And then the buggy choke comes out. And then it's like, all right, now everyone's doing a buggy choke. <laughs> and I think I saw, um, I think it was uh, during the EBIs, uh, somebody did a, a buggy choke, and then he caught him in a reverse buggy choke. Yes. I know. And I know I'm, what like, you're talking about. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> really? So you're going to be seeing that? Because that's like, that's worse than flying triangles to me. Like once yeah. flying triangles was a thing, like you saw so many people going for those, you know, a lot of people didn't, you know, hit them because it's so dangerous to me. But now it was like, bucket choke is a new thing. So, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's constantly, constantly evolving, man. And from the time I started until now, there's still moments of like WTF when it comes to jujitsu. Yeah. And I'm like, you think you've seen it all, and then someone comes in and show you, oh, yeah, you've been doing a, a, a arm bar, you've been doing a triangle this way, but let me show you how to do it this way. And it's always yeah. more efficient, more quicker, and more, you know, more fluid. And it's like, come on, man. I thought I was done, but you're never done. <laughs> <laughs> when you think you've seen it all, you don't. You haven't seen enough, man. Funny story about the boogie choke. I tried it once. I got a hip cramp. Never doing that again. <laughs> Never in my life, man. <laughs> I don't have the legs for it, man. I don't have the I don't have the body length for it. I saw it. I was like, I'm not that flexible. And no, no, I'm okay. 
I'm okay. I tried it once. That's that's all it took. A hip cramp. If anyone has gotten a hip cramp out there, if you've gotten a hip cramp, it is the worst pain in the world, man. It sucks. It's absolutely horrible. It's like my hip is gonna break or something, man. It's <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take a Charlie horse person like more than a hip cramp. Because I'll like, take a calf slicer or any of that var variation over a hip <laughs> cramp, man. I, I'm serious. <laughs> Oh man, oh. yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's, I like to see these guys, you know, these more younger athletic guys just come up with new stuff, man. It just keeps it fresh, you know. It keeps it keeps jujitsu alive, you know. It's because you you're going to you're going to see those high level people or those younger people that come up with stuff, and you're like right in the midst of it. So it's like, oh man, there's something new. Let's try it. Even though it can't, you know, even though you might may or may not be able to do it, it's just the thought of like there's something new out there that you could potentially have. And yeah, even that's the blend what... of what no go ahead. The blend of what of what jujitsu is becoming now, like the whole wrestle judo jitsu, the wrestle ju judo jujitsu community now. I don't know if you've seen it, heard of it. That it's like now people are going into the nogi space, being a lot more athletic, going for these crazy throws now you have to be in three times the shape of what you used to be and it's like okay <laughs> yeah man it's getting it's getting wild dude but i would never would imagine um jujitsu taking off the way that it did and just really trying to pinpoint like when it actually happened because we all can we all can just go back and say like oh yeah the first ufc you know when you know the gracie's just demolished every single fight style like yeah we can all go back to that but it's really trying to figure out when did it just like instantly switch from like this taboo sport to like almost being mainstream like almost regular cable television type deals now you know because you had like all these like you know like the ebis you have you know a uh, adcc and whatnot but like now it's like every almost almost every organization now has some form of jujitsu, you know, organization now. And it's like, wh when, like, when, like, when did this happen? Oh. Oh, man, I, I will say it did throw me off when I saw, at least for me, where I felt like I was like, okay, jujitsu is becoming a lot more mainstream when I saw Tom Brady and Nagui. When I saw that picture, I was like, wow, okay, Tom Brady, man, how, how does it get cooler? Or Mark Zuckerberg now doing jiu-jitsu with Michael Musumeci. Yeah, yeah. You started – It's. I think that's what it was, too. Like, when you started seeing or hearing about celebrities that, like, does jiu-jitsu. Like, you know, um, yeah, we literally, literally just talking about this. Like, you know, like the Keanu Reeves and, um, yeah. you know, like you said, like Mark Zuckerberg uh, Zuckerberg did a, did a tournament. He did a couple of tournaments. Uh, Tom Hardy is freaking killing it now he just got his purple belt uh who else dave batista just got his i think he just got his brown belt and he opened up his own school that's so crazy. um yeah <laughs> I, I know right so it's like just just being able to see like i said like this community grow so so vastly and how it's incorporated with everybody now and no matter what the age is my uh yeah barry bonds you know, he just got his he just got his blue belt in jujitsu, and to be thinking like, man, I'm I'm in class with a you know MLB Hall of Famer, 
and I'm choking them out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like who, not many people can say that. Like, yeah, I just choked out Barry Bonds. Or yep. I just got choked by Barry Bonds. Or like, I've been trying to get in, like trying to find like the guys that competed against Tom Hardy. It was like, man, how was that? Like, how was that rolling with someone of that caliber? Man, I have seen so many memes about the, that competition saying, like, you just lost to Tom Hardy. What better can can life get? <laughs> right. Like, like you can't you can't beat that, man. It's not like, oh, I got beat by some local guy. Like, no, I got beat by Bane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the references to he was forged in darkness. That's why you lost. And I was like, I love this. I love this community. <laughs> I know, man. But it's so many, man. So many that we can name off. Um, I know we were talking about uh, Aston Kutcher. I think he just, I think he's a brown belt now. So it's like, damn, dude. Like, people will find time to do jujitsu. Because you're thinking these celebrities have these uh, these very crazy and hectic schedules, but they're still finding time to train as much as they do to, to stay up on it and progress the way that they're progressing and it's amazing man it's amazing because i know for myself and i i know you probably can agree to this too like you'll find time to do jujitsu yep it's at that point where it's like yeah jujitsu will be done yeah like no matter we used, what we have, will be done we used to have 6 a.m classes 5 a.m classes and i was like man i i never thought i would wake up that early and i was like I'm here in jujitsu. It's 6 a.m. I'm hungry, but let's get let's get it done. <laughs> yeah, I I miss our 6 a.m. classes, man. They used because when they I found out about them, they do, man. They do. It's like coffee, man. It's like a good strong cup of coffee. Like you wake up, you're groggy. You're like, oh, why am I doing this? <laughs> you're driving to the gym. It's dark. It's like, oh, why am I doing this? You get to the gym, get started, and it's like, man, I don't want to go home. <laughs> yeah. Dang, it's over already. The sun's out. Damn it. All right. I guess I'll go on with my normal day. Because <laughs> uh, when we because when we started uh, morning classes at our school, uh, we had a guy who could make it to the afternoon class. So he started doing mornings. And then I rolled with him one day. And it's like his game just skyrocketed overnight. So I'm talking to my instructor. And he's like, yeah, man, Nick has been coming to morning classes now. I was like, so what time is morning class? It was like 6.45 like, like to 7.30. So I was like, I'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> so, I was like, I can't let this guy come in and just, you know, just outshine me, man. So yeah. me and him was like the only two in morning classes for like a good while, a good while. Me, him, and an instructor. So I definitely saw my game take off from the extra classes and then – it just got to the point where it was uh, me and it was just me and my instructor doing morning classes. And it was, you know, everyone was invited, but only me and him showed up. So it was like, all right, we treat like, you know, we treated it like a private. And after a while I was like, dude, I just saw you yesterday. Nobody else is showing up. So we're going to put a pause on uh, morning classes, but I have to bring those back, man. I miss those. I miss those early classes to get started, dude. So much fun. So much fun. There's no better way to get the day started than choking somebody out. Man, I'll give you one better. Once you start putting in more than once a day class, that is is a whole game changer. I I know it. I know it because 
I'm doing, I'm at the point where I'm doing two, two a day, just going to the gym. Yeah, I go in the morning yeah. and then I'll, you know, I'll come home, chill, me and my wife will go at night. And that's been fun. But I'm like, man, two days doing jujitsu. That's, that's next, man. That's yeah. next. I gotta find, I gotta find a victim. I mean, a partner to want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't find nobody. Everybody's <laughs> like, dude, six in the morning. Are you serious? Yes. Like, I want to do six. I want to get up six in the morning. Come on, let's do this. The key is offer them coffee one day and that's it. They're hooked. <laughs> I know, man. I gotta, we gotta get that back, man. Cause a lot of people I know are itching for more classes. So we'll get it to work. We'll get it to work. So do you prefer morning classes over your afternoons? Ah, oh, man. I prefer doing twice a day classes, but since I work uh, eight to five and then I have like a commute from from the gym and it's it's a whole mess to do it in the morning sadly i could only do it uh in the afternoon ah yeah i understand that man i understand that crazy work schedules man but like i'm at the point now dude like if i if i start working a job if it don't work out with my jiu-jitsu schedule i, I can't do it <laughs> I'm, I'm just that committed to it i'm like nope tuesdays thursdays i cannot work like those are my those are my days. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I cannot work because those are my jujitsu days. I don't care about working weekends every single weekend. Tuesdays and Thursdays do not touch. Everyone. Knows I, d- I did have a period of my life where I used to do twice a day morning, but the morning mm-hmm. at that gym used to be a ten a.m. instead of uh, six a.m. So it was like it was a weird schedule: ten a.m. to eleven a.m. But it was like wake up at nine a.m. go to jujitsu ten a.m eat something, chill for the rest of the day, then afternoon class. I was like, this can't get better. Life can't get better right now. Ah, oh, man, we got to I got to I'm going to start doing that, man. Start doing that. See if I can get some afternoon, get some afternoon classes in, like, you know, like that 12 to 1 or 1 to 2 classes and see how that works out. See if we can get some more bodies in cuz I'd be bored. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I'd, no, be no. there, I'd be sitting around like to go to class right now <laughs> <laughs> that's me at work that's me just scrolling through tiktok or watching on youtube and it's like man i could leave right now <laughs> i know right especially when you're when you scroll in it's like your mind is you scroll you see a technique you watch it like six times and you're looking around like <laughs> yeah. i could quit right now and <laughs> work this technique man you just start doing well, your, your finances and you're like, ah, oh, if I win worlds a couple of times, yep, I can live off this. <laughs> like I just I just need a couple wins, man. I just need a good, <laughs> win, a good I need a good showing, man, and all this could change right now. <laughs> or I'll be looking at, you know, people around me that don't do jujitsu, they be like, you know, what you watching? I'm like, oh, you know, something jujitsu related. And then I'd like, what you wanna you wanna see? You want to you want to learn it? I'm like, no, nah, I think that might be assault, so I'm not gonna do that at work. <laughs> That's what you tell me. Hey, come by the gym for a free class. I know, man. I, I tell so many people that like they'll because I don't like to sit down. Like I'll go, I work out at work. You know, like on a little downtime, I'll pump out a, a few push ups every you know every uh, half hour or so. Go to the gym yeah. on my lunch break and continue. They'd be looking like. What are you doing? I'm like, I, I don't like to sit still, man. I like to work out. I like to, I like to train, I like to be active. They're like, man, I don't see how you do it. Like, 
come to jujitsu and and you'll see it. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> <They're> like, mm-mm. <laughs> From what I see, what you do every day, nah. They're like, cause you don't stop. I'm like, I can't, dude. I'm I'm so wrapped up in this lifestyle, this jujitsu lifestyle, where it's like everything is jujitsu. I feel I'm gonna everything put that right jiu-jitsu. there on my wall. I don't know how you do it. I have heard that so many times. <laughs> I'm gonna make that a frame, man, because that's ridiculous. Well, you, yeah, that's that's one thing you hear a lot. It's like, man, I, I don't know how you do it. I don't either. I just, I just do it. I just throw stuff at the wall and hope that it sticks. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, how do you man, cross I, train? I'm like, I don't know. I just do it. I just like it. I, I just love do it, it. You know? Because I got a, I got a good friend who goes to the gym every single day every single day he does not miss a yeah. gym day and he's at the gym two three hours two three four hours a day work full time takes care take care of his family he goes to work come home sleep go back to the gym and i, I look at him like dude how do you do it and now you yeah. know i'm looking at myself like yeah i'm training i'm going to the gym five days a week training four days a week try to do more and i'm sitting looking at myself like dude what are you doing what are, what are you doing <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. But once you hook, man, that's it. Once you get started, this it's hard to stop. It's so hard. This, to stop. this is what I tell people whenever they're starting. Once you buy a second or third gi, that's it. You're done. That's that you're hooked. Yeah. This is this is your life now. <laughs> Cause I just I don't know if you saw, but I had just posted on Facebook. I was like, I yes. don't need no more geese. Yep. <laughs> and I get this, te- I get this message from Sonable like, yeah, we having a you know Prime Day sale. I'm like, oh come on, dude. <laughs> like, I don't need no more geese. I think I got like six geese. No, 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 no. I got at least about eight geese now. Yep. Only wear one, maybe two. <laughs> you have your favorites. No, no, you're not gonna lie. There, there is your favorites. It's like ah, I, I look great in this. I know, right? Like, oh, this, I like this green one. Like, I've been yeah. wearing this, uh, my green and brown soundable one for, like, you know, the last couple months. I got so many, so many geese. And there's, like, a few geese I haven't even worn yet. They still got tags on it. And it's like, I should wear these. I don't want to. I'm used to this one. It's so comfortable. <laughs> but uh, it happens, man. See, but, yeah, that's like you said. When, you, when, your, when your wardrobe is, is starting to become jujitsu. That's when you know is that you're you're hooked. Yeah, no, like, and here in here in Texas, not all geese go work. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so hot. Yeah. Right now, I'm rocking a Havrock. Um, it's heavy. It's 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 on the thicker side. It has a design inside, and and I'm I'm in class. I'm like, help, please. Just yeah, put me out, man, please. <laughs> I got it. Way I gotta, too hot. I got a tatami gi that's like that. It's yeah. thick, it's heavy, and you feel like you're just like moving like this because it's so. Because once <laughs> you start sweating, everything just gets so heavy, so you're moving like a robot. But I was like, yeah, those are my like. If we're gonna have like a good heavy road day, I'll probably throw that on just to get a good good extra sweat. But other than that, man, I got a couple, you know, try to true faithful gis I wear. So. And I have a like I have another um this one gi man I, I got from one of our uh, affiliates and I haven't worn yet and I don't know why. 
So I, I, so it's a white gi. It's a very, very white, a beautiful white gi. And I'm like, I don't want to ruin it, man. It's it's nah, so pretty. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> it's so pretty, man. And everyone knows. Everyone knows white geese are so pretty, but it's just like after that one time, that's it. That it's, one it's time, over. it's over. Yeah. It is over. Because I have a white gee, a white Vulcan gee that my uh my instructor uh has, and it has like you know, our school logo on the back. And uh -huh. I've worn it a couple of times and I look at it like, oh my God, this thing looks so dingy because from the sweat stains from yeah, it. Yeah, uh-huh. But I, I can't get rid of it. Obviously, I can't get rid of it. So I'm looking at it like, I got to get these stains out. But it's a white gi. As soon as I, you know, as soon as I get the stains out, you wear it to one class, they're coming back. Yeah. They're coming back aggressive. But You try, what is it, Clorox? You essentially create mustard gas in your house trying to get these <laughs> white stains <like>, <laughs> out. I, I know the process. <laughs> You're in the basement like Walter White just trying to get these stains out of these white keys. <laughs> yeah. But some people can do it, man. I like one guy. He wears he wears his white gi faithfully, and I'm like, dude, how? I can't do white gis. I can't do white gis, man. But yeah, that's you that's a curse, man. Faithful black gis. I love black gis, man. From now on, just do I have a black gi? See, I don't have a black gi. There you go. Another reason to no, purchase I, something. Nope, I do. I'm sorry. I do have a black gi. <laughs> I do have a black, and I have a, I have a black and red um, elite gi. Mm. Yeah, darn it, that was gonna be my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my excuse. Like, oh, I don't have a black gi. Let me go buy one. The Hyperfly don't, does don't. have some really pretty black and pink with blue gis. Check them out. Really, really. And nice. that's what I'm addicted to now, man. Like, I bought, <laughs> I bought a, um. A, it was like a blue and red Adidas gi I saw on eBay. Someone was selling. It is nice, and I'm like, I'm gonna start getting crazy with these colors because I know yeah. once again, Santa Bull, they got this Easter one. It's like a pastel blue, okay. pink, and brown one. Well, I gotta got, see pictures out. Oh man, they're so nice, and they got the the NASA NASA ones too, but they can get expensive. Ooh. They can get expensive, but like I love Sonobull geese. I love the quality of the geese. Um, I still got my first Sonobull gi that I wore when I started jujitsu, and it still, still, wow. you know, holds true. And if, I can't, I can't knock the quality of the geese, man. But they, their colors they got now, and they're continue to make colors. I'm like, I gotta get a closet just for Sonobull geese. Yeah, first one after six years that you mentioned. That's crazy. I've gone through so many already. Like, man. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've tried Kings. Hop Sumo right now is my favorite. Super light, mm -hmm. resistant, because people love to grow, grab grips and throw you around. It's such a fun thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's another company that makes good geese. Um War Tribe. I've seen their ads. I haven't. I haven't tried them myself yet. Yeah, those geese are very, very nice. Very, very nice. Very, very durable. Strong, strong geese, man. They're a little heavy. They're a little. They're a little on the the heavy side, but all in all, man, they're they're fantastic geese. 
need to get a sponsorship from one of these guys, man. <laughs> hey, put it put it as a little link. Please sponsor me. <laughs> yeah, right. Please sign a bull, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly wear one of your geese on the on the podcast. I'll I'll, that's, I'll that's, do a whole show in the gee. That no, that that's a good name drop because I mean, Sonable six years. I could attest, I have not had a single gee that's lasted me more than maybe a year and a half, too. Yeah, and I've I've went through some geese. I went through some some other brand geese. Um, you know, I found on Amazon that was cool, that was good. One wash, they were just done. You know, yeah. the lapel curls up and you know, they just mm-hmm. get so uncomfortable to wear, but. Sonable it's an geese? A4, now it's an A1, A1 short. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, no, it's an I, A1 I short. short. <laughs> <laughs> the gee that turned to a tank top. Yeah, man, I, I've seen them, but my Sonable geese, man, like I said, six years. I'm at the, yeah, six years. My my that blue and silver Sonable gee, I can still pop out the closet right now, pop it on, and it still feels like I first bought it. Every day after, after washing? Yeah, even wow. after washing. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I. I don't. I don't usually buy, particularly a lot of other other um, brands. Like I got a couple Vulcans. I got a couple uh, Fuji Gees. But all in all, like I'll go on Sonable website like almost every month to see if they drop new colors, just so I can. Man, you need buy to be at one. least a brand affiliate. Get some commission out of this. <laughs> Something, man. I'm like, because everyone who comes into school, they're like, man, what type of gee do you Sonable? Sonable. <laughs> drop the link below. The link. Drop, drop, drop the link. You know, link you below. Click the link. Like, you know, get a discount on the Sonable Geese. It's gonna happen, man. Watch. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna keep talking about it. It's gonna happen. Watch. For sure. You have to, man. You have to make make it a thing every episode now. <laughs> Got to. Got to. All right, Frank. So we got a staple here on Talk Your Jits podcast, man. Um, who your top three people, man? Who would you like to roll with? Top three people out of whole world. Whole world, past, present, doesn't matter. Who who is your top three? Man, definitely Nicholas Mergali, Michael mm-hmm. Musumeci. Musumeci, that's King. his name. Yep. And then was, I'm sorry. Was, there was another guy we were talking to, and I couldn't remember his uh, last name, but yeah. Keenan Cornelius, just because he was the one that really made me addicted to the world gotcha so that's a solid list man that's a solid solid list you know you you hear a lot of like gordon ryan's and whatnot but just to hear other other people man is cool very very cool yeah they're but, um game changers right now man all three of them murray golly he's doing crazy things in the gi right now which I love, man, because I remember the conversation with Gordon Ryan and uh, and um, and Joe Rogan. They were talking about on his podcast yeah. about like you know no one wants to watch gi matches. Everyone likes to no gi combat, no combative mm-hmm. style matches. And I'm like, I get it, man, because we'll go out like if we go out to watch the UFC event, and as soon as the match gets to the ground, you can hear everybody just going, Ugh, ah, what the hell is this? Yeah. But everyone at our table was getting so hyped because we know the fight is for real. (laughs) (laughs) So many times we've had that, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know exactly the feeling because you'll start yelling like, take the back, take the back. You're just just yelling. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you you just didn't get it, man. (laughs) 
just don't get it, man. Because we once we went to uh, Twin Peaks a couple times, and um, I think it was a Damian Maya match, and you know it went to the ground. The guys next to us was like, "Man, this this wrestling shit, this this ground fighting stuff," and everyone at my table is just like so hyped, and they're looking <laughs> at us like, "Like, what are you like? What are you like? Why are you liking this?" Like, I'm like, "Dude, this is what we do." Yep. There's like, you know, like he's like the ground fight. I was like, no, jujitsu. Like everyone at this table with us, it was like 12 of us. Like all of us at this table are blue belt and higher. And we all do like jujitsu. I do jujitsu. He was like, oh shit. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's why we get hyped for as soon as a, as soon as a good match gets to the ground. I was like, oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. But man, I, yeah, feel, I feel who's number one is changing that a little bit. Like, they're making it a lot more interesting. The WNO mm-hmm. matches that they mix Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, all this, like just random things. Well, not random, but you know, like combative sports in, in one cage now. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. Cause um, I think they, when they first did that with, um, with uh, Demetrius Johnson and uh, what's his face? Um, God, his name's. I'm looking right. At, it starts with an R. I'm looking right at his name. But they did the Muay Thai mat, the the Muay Thai round. Then they did the MMA round, and I think the third one was supposed to have been another Muay Thai round or something of the sort. Yeah. But yeah, it was very, very good, very, very good. But um, unless you got any questions for me, uh, Frank, man, I would love to you know give you the give you the floor. If you if you got anything else that's coming up, man, or if you want to shout out your school, the uh, the floor is all yours. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, great to be training here in San Antonio, Texas. Whenever you come down, or anybody who's listening, House of Jiu Jitsu, hit me up. I'm on Instagram as Frank Lopez One. Um, I'll tag the podcast so y'all can find me, and y'all are welcome. Come train with me. Fun stuff, y'all. Yeah, definitely, man. I've been. I've been itching to travel to other schools outside of uh, outside of Michigan, man. So you're definitely definitely another one added to the list, bro, for sure. There, if we had more time, I'll I'll tell you offline. There's a whole community out there that will let you sleep on their couch for free. I believe it. I believe it. I am not. I am not surprised about that because it's even a guy that was in uh that was I, I did an interview with. He's in um Canada. And he was he was supposed to come down for graphic industries, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, are you in Detroit?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Mind if I crash on your couch?" I'm like, "I've never met you. I've only seen you <laughs> online." Yes, I, you do jujitsu. Sure. Come, on. come on, man, bring the family, you know. <laughs> but it's like that, man. I love the community, man, and I do appreciate you coming on and telling your story, brother. Yeah, appreciate appreciate being here. Thanks for having me, man. All right, man. That's it, man. That's today's episode. I would like to thank Frank one more time for coming on the show, man. Blessings with his uh, his knowledge and experiences with jujitsu. Uh, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to stay updated on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. And we're done.